0: One of the all-time favourite shows. Because
1: you were home. Hello and welcome to episode 80, Emer, if you can believe it. Fireworks, Pep, pep, 80. Pew, pew, pew. Um, yeah, episode 80 of Because You Were Home. Um, It has been an ordeal getting to this week's episode. I think I've cancelled the episode about 74,000 times and Emer has very graciously been like, it's fine, it's fine.
0: I wasn't doing any like last second cramming of stuff I could talk about now. (laughs) We are well prepared for this podcast, people, well prepared.
1: Totally, totally. And then today um, my computer decided to restart itself clean itself then zoom decided to update itself oh <laughs> there were many things so i was like i'm going to be 15 minutes late so an hour later i was like hey i just sent you the link says
0: no it was honestly it was grand. what else are you going to do uh on a what th- day Thursday. we Thursday.
1: on a school night
0: <laughs> what would you be at so
1: this week we are looking at movies where a family member murders another family member
0: yeah so real light topic now
1: for us a real light topic and one that again poor Emer probably was a bit plagued with because I was like is this an example and she was like no that's more families killing together and I know I was, like, I was being so anally
0: specific no, about this. I'm like no. it's not killer families it's killers of the family, in the families.
1: And I was like, can I not just do this one? And you were like, like you can, but let's let's try. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I got one and I was like, okay, I'll do this one. And we were supposed to be recording that night and I had to be like, I can't do it tonight. And then I texted and was like, I'm going to change my movie. <laughs> <laughs> if this didn't kill us this week, I think we're okay, man. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Life finds a way and life has also many changes and look it's
0: fine
1: many changes and many challenges um so yeah I had a wee look into the murder within families by families upon families so it's actually called familicide. um it's a type of murder or murder suicide which a perpetrator kills multiple close family members in quick suce- succession so if you do a little goog, and myself and Emer were talking about this before we came on, um the the kind of true crime aspect that um Emer looked at last week in our teenage dirtbag episode, um where she looked at kind of teenagers who had killed their parents was was quite taxing on yourself, Emer, and looking at actual, mm-hmm. like there's there's something really different about
0: um, a film versus true crime yeah. myth or folklore like I mean, that's why we're not a true crime podcast
1: yeah even a dramatized version of like based on a true story kind of thing I think they're almost they're always kind of a little bit far-fetched yeah. like the one movie that I was going to do was Amadeville Horror but we decided well I decided I was going to pop it to a different week after Imar had a great suggestion about something else. And I was like, oh, that would actually work for this. And like, mm. because it's actually talking about the after, the, the after potential murder, if that makes sense. I mm. um, and not actually about the like the actual murder that happened, it seems a bit different. But if you Google most famous family murders, um, there is a US weekly. Um, article that comes up and it's a um, most infamous family murders in history now like really do go into this with some knowledge that it's pretty horrific um, and one thing I noticed was a lot of them were women Oh, that had committed it now I didn't know was that because it was US weekly it was kind of like you know this is obviously a magazine that is catered towards women
0: Mm.
1: um so is that what where it's going or what it's doing do you know that kind of way um but one that actually and i suppose this actually sounds awful because i'm like one that i will talk about but because it was so publicized at the time was jennifer hudson's family her so Jennifer Hudson won the did she win the X Factor? She was in the X Factor. American
0: Idol. Sorry,
1: American Idol. Not one hundred
0: percent sure actually now. With the I know it was the American version, of either the X Factor or something like
1: that. Yeah, and she was. um, She went on to star in like really great movies. Like I think, did she win the Oscar for Dreamgirls or was she nominated? Like she was. Oh, she un- won it. Yeah. Yeah, and she was unbelievable in it. Like such a good movie. And her mother and her brother were found shot dead in her home house, like where she grew up. Mm. And a couple of days later, her seven year old nephew was also found dead in an abandoned car. And it turned out that Jennifer's sister's estranged husband committed the horrific crimes. They then also mentioned John Bonet Ramsey, which I thought was a very interesting one to put in in a definitive way. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because they've never like come out and said, oh, it was definitely the parents or it was definitely the son. But like they say here, like the case remains unsolved nearly 20 years later, But there has always been that kind of question. And the idea that it was a it was within the family, um, yeah, definitely go into it with a with a bit of a knowledge that this is very difficult, especially um, because a lot of them are against children, mm. um. But it led me to Google like, are women more inclined to commit familicide? And it actually said that um, men and women, it kind of seems to be like an equal murder oh ah. it doesn't really seem to be more or less and i think the one that actually struck me the most was a case in ireland where um a father killed his wife and his children and he took his own life and they were all buried together and then it transpired that he had committed this horrific crime mm. and her sister exhumed their bodies and buried them separately. Oh, wow. And I was like, "Yes, I would." Yeah. the exact yeah. same thing. You don't
0: want to be married buried by your murderer, no. even though it is a family member.
1: Yeah, and I was just like, imagine the thought. And that one always stuck with me because I was just like, the thought of them being together, just I thought was so so sad. Um, so yeah, going from. Terrible, horrific, true crime to palatable Hollywood movies on a set that we know people didn't die. It's fine. What was your first movie?
0: When you say not so bad, I'm going to have to stop you there. Um, I watched the Austrian film from 2014, Good Night, Mommy which was a it was a first time film for it was co-made film co-makers veronica france and Severin fiala okay now myself and grace and our good friend grace is off we saw um funny games by the <laughs> another, Aust- another austrian film by the director michael haneke You also did the american version himself i think i'm not 100 percent sure um not a black and white film yes (laughs) great story to that um we had it on dvd we played it we thought it was a really artsy film it was all in black and white until we realized i'd say it was the hdmi cable wasn't plugged in fully or whatever it was that we were watching it from i think it was the laptop was it was a
1: playstation that's what it was yeah we put on a paris hilton movie and it was also in black and white and we were like hold on
0: she's not this kind of actress I mean, yeah,
1: going on here.
0: I don't think I could have watched that film in color. I think Funny Games had such a, oh, like as if it was given a, a, an old school, you know, like, oh, it's an old film, but it was like dark, especially when they play like the um, death metal music, like with the torture. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it turns out that we had, we thought we were watching an art horror film. We Well, no, it is kind of an arty film.
1: And like oh. the fact that they kept referring to like was it the red glove or yeah, something? Something about a
0: red glove. And we were, like, globe, and this we were is right, so cheap. <laughs> yeah. And um, so if anyone has seen, and it also the most important thing to think of, if anyone had enjoyed watching funny games, then Goodnight, Mommy is right up your street. But imagine the futility of it, of you think you can escape, and you can't but that the horrors are coming from your boys, your kids. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So this is the kind of film. Now, I will also say in this day and age, be prepared for being a very, very slow open. Okay. And a slow build up to then like it goes like. Oh, ah, yeah.
1: Not to 60.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and and even with that not to 60, it's slower action than would be in other films that you might be used to more, of, but it's it's the way like it was shot in 35 millimeters. The the cinematography of this film alone is beautiful. Like they um they put this forward as uh I can't remember what the way it is, but it was like for like a low for the European Oscars or something like that, when you can put in your own films okay um hang on there's a way i'm trying to say this out properly but anyway it, it it sadly didn't get um it didn't get the oscar nod not even a nomination which is just a it Travenousy. was a shame because i really feel like because even though that this was their first film together i'm sorry it was the it was the austrian oscar submission um but it just like i said it didn't get um it didn't get a mention which again i was just saying is just a shame um so basically the long and the short of it with this film is that their mom um the two boys they're twins and they're actually obviously played by twins in real life in fact they had i think 214 sets of twins had um filmed for this or had had gone to the auditions um and so we have Elias and Lucas are the boys and they're actually played by Elias and Lucas Schwartz so um easy thing I suppose with some teenage kids or or 10 year old boys is just to stick with the names um and so their mom who we don't get a name for her um basically the whole thing is it's just an opening of them it's the house in the countryside but it's by itself but it's a beautiful house but it's also very stark it's very modern uh lakeside house like like I said it's in a beautiful spot their mom has had some sort of full facial cosmetic surgery but she's like completely wrapped up in bandages and yes. like two black eyes and everything like that and uh you kind of get the vibe that while she was in the hospital because like no one came for she's just in the house like and she's talking about what she needs for her recovery and you get the vibe that uh no one minded the kids while she was in hospital like it's seen we find it later on that the parents are separated like there's a brief mention of the dad but you don't get to see him in anything it's one of these films where it's basically around the twin boys and their mom with only like three four other characters dotted in and out okay um so like I don't know if obviously the mom just never discussed that she was going to be getting an operation or like something like that she ha- says she comes back like I said, two black eyes and um, face completely bandaged up. And she says, I need complete silence. I need all the windows and like the shutters closed. And I need like to be able to sleep a lot to recover. And they're like, what the fuck happened to you? Um, and immediately they just start to not feel that this is their mom. Oh, uh, Yes. And because she immediately tells Elias that she is not preparing a breakfast for Lucas. He's not getting his stuff. And she's like, and Elias just says to Lucas, like, why don't you just apologize to her? And he goes, no. So you're kind of like, why is one mom, why is the man just like only feeding one son? And I thought something lodged into my head of, oh, I wonder if it's this. And um, that was kind of, I reckoned I was right because I've seen enough films. Um, and I'm going to spoil this element for people so if you don't want to listen come back in 30 seconds but there is only one twin oh and I copped that early I wonder if it's going to be in and it was and I could cop that because she never answers anything Lucas asks and Elias asks the same question that Lucas had just asked so she only responds to Elias
1: oh
0: so and That's we're back good. in the room for the people who didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, so she is not the loving mother that Lucas and Elias um, knew. And also, I don't think that anyone's going to skip this for two seconds, so we might as well just continue. With Keep way. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just roll with this. People know that spoiling is our game. Um, But so she's like sleeping there. They do a lot of exploring. They find a cat. The cat then dies later on. They think that their mom killed it. They they like to collect cockroaches which was a bit gross and they have like this fish tank full of cockroaches and like there's a scene where they put a cockroach on their sleeping mom's body and it goes into her mouth but I don't know like what's imagined and what's what's real yes because they're 10 year old boys so um so like I said they begin to suspect that the person isn't their mom because she is like cold to them she is not loving she hits Elias she tells him that you have to listen to me you're not to listen to your brother stop hanging out with your brother and you're like what is your beef with your own son like both of them the fact that she is so against Lucas and also like trying to set, you know a wedge like I haven't you know I don't know any twins but imagine that they would be thick as thieves yeah so they kind of start to, because also she's not, she's barely spending any time with them, and even when she is, it's just like playing cards. Now she was a a, a game show co host, and you know, like the the gorgeous, glamorous mother and all that sort of stuff. So I imagine that maybe the the, the cosmetic surgery she wants is maybe because she's about to hit into her forties. It could be you know, like to keep uh, everything keep herself
1: fresh and relevant.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Now, they start to ask their mom, like, where's our real mom? She's like, what are you talking about? Um, And then this is where it all, like, I mean, oh, yeah, sorry. So they also, after the cat disappears or whilst they're trying to find the cat, um the mom has like locked them in the room. Then she unlocks the door and they push Pat. Oh yeah. She comes back and she's like finally taken off all her bandages. She's had her time to heal. And I obviously didn't know what she really looked like from beforehand. And she says that, you know, what do you guys think? And they're like, Ew, you know they, they don't respond and this is what I don't get like did she look really different because you get to see pictures when they go into her room to see her asleep you do see like you know like all the pre-surgical photographs where yes. they're gonna you know nip this tuck this you know tighten whatever and um, and also, like, there seemed to be a photograph that she had hidden of a woman herself sitting beside a woman who looked identical to her. So they're obviously beginning to think, like, I remember before I watched this film, I'm like, oh, is it supernatural? Was it like um, a... Uh,
1: the Others kind of thing?
0: Yeah, where it, it's basically like an alien creature, you know, the man died. And oh, Earth yeah, kind of over. like the
1: invasion of the body snatchers. Body snatchers,
0: yeah um I was trying to think there was like a kind of fairy-esque term for the
1: oh is it like the changeling
0: changeling yeah so something like that where something has taken over um so that's what I remember what I was thinking I kept thinking going well, if it wasn't what I originally thought it was going to be, was it going to be that the mom really was an imposter and that they yeah. find out at the end or, you know, like it's whatever.
1: Like, so, is she actually an identical twin as well? And this is the identical twin who's come with the...
0: Yeah, that she never told them or anything like yeah. that. Um, so the kids run out of the house, they run out into the nearest village and they go find a priest because obviously like that, they're really thinking that there's something supernatural to it. So... um they like that they they find the priest they talk to the priest they say the whole thing and then the priest puts him in the car and, and they're like because they're 10 they also know that no police is going to take them seriously by themselves so they're saying to the priest will you take us to the the police station and help give our story out and he's like yeah yeah no problem well he drives back home ew, ew. i know and it's raining and you just see the man at the front and the priest tries to tell them to get out, but they won't, they lock the door, They and then he's like, he's like, how about that door? And eventually he manages to get them out of the car, but they run into the house. And so the priest talks to the man, and he's like, um, what's going on? And she's like, oh, ever since the accident, they haven't been, you know, it's not been the same. And then I split with the husband and all this sort of stuff. So it's only through like these things. Um, And also there was only a bit of an exposition when one night that they were spending time with their mom, they were doing like this thing, you know, like where you have to guess who you put the name on your forehead and you have to guess who they are. They put on her head, mama. And they were like, obviously, you know, do I know her? Is she in TV or, you know, and then he, they had said, Eliza said, Oh, she's two kids. And she's like, I don't know. Who do I know who has two kids? And this is, that was early on in the film. So you're just like, um so
1: like, did the wee boy die in the accident, or was there never no, yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's a bit like Tale of uh, Two Sisters, the Korean film, yeah, where there was this accident. So, again, like there's no this is the thing about this film is that they really make you know, you have to be keeping up with it. Also, it's subtitled so you had to just um because there's no well, not that I could find, I didn't find a dubbed version, so um you have to like keep up with it and I kind of do like that about um foreign films is that you you can it doesn't pay to get distracted like the phone is away you just watch it now yeah part of me found like the first part of the film just being a bit boring but then I was like glued I couldn't not watch because yeah they so what happens is um she tells priest yeah you know she's gonna look after him and she doesn't know what to do and she can't like She just, there's another, she had had a conversation earlier on with someone else and the boys were trying to listen in. She's like, he won't see sense. I don't know what to do. Like, she's got no professional help to help Elias with his situation. Yeah. And they're beginning to think because she is not like feeding into Elias's like fantasy that, you know, she is basically trying to separate Elias and Lucas from each other. And so... That night, like the mother is in, she's in floods of tears. She like obviously she doesn't know what to do with her kids. They tried to run away. They were trying to say that she's not who she is, um, and so she takes a sleeping tablet. And when she wakes up, she's tied to her bed.
1: Yeah,
0: Yep. And basically, the twins have there was a like a, a tribal mask kind of thing that they'd made, and it was in the room now. One of the other things as to why I knew that there was only one twin at this stage was because it always was just one mask that was in the room and then both of the boys are wearing it. But there was another scene as well when um, Elias, I think, makes Lucas look just like him and she goes, she'll never be able to tell which one is which so she'll be able to talk to you like she could me. Yeah. Um, But, uh, because that's another thing they were like, oh, you know, a real mother would be able to tell us apart so they start saying you know like where's our real mom and she's like I am your mom stop this nonsense untie me um they show the picture of the woman the mother with the other woman and she's like look I had this friend and we love we always end up dressing identically and we kind of liked it because we looked a lot alike um and uh so they're just like they won't let up and Lucas keeps whispering in Elias's like you can kind of tell Elias is when he's kind of on the fence going we shouldn't be doing this maybe we should let her go what if she really is our mom and Lucas is like she's not she won't talk to me and a real mom wouldn't be treating you like hitting you and telling you to repeat on a recording of the phone that I won't talk to my brother anymore and I'll only listen to what my mom says like they used to listen to at nighttime it was a pre-recording before her operation that she can't wait to be with them she sings them this lovely german like nighttime songs kind of yeah. like a prayer in a song and um and then they ask her questions like what was lucas's favorite song and she says it was this and this st- like you can kind of see every time elias thinks maybe it's her lucas is like no it's not it's not her and um, so then they also noticed that she had this mole on her face and they wash. they realized oh it's it's smudging and they wash it off and they're like what the fuck and she says when they were doing the operation they took it off because it wasn't safe and again you're kind of thinking going oh shit woman this isn't looking good for you because they don't understand possible tumors and moles and stuff like that they just see that your mole is gone yeah um and so what they do is in one of the stages oh um i think what oh yes yes so she has because she'd been in bed all day she wets herself obviously um And so they're like, oh, you're going to have to clean up. So she gently cleans up. She's not make, trying to make a run for it. And then when she gathers all the bedding together, she whacks it at the twins and runs downstairs. the stairs. But they had like home alone to the house. And there was a wire on the ground out by the door. So she runs out the only door that's open. And because she's running so fast, she just trips on it and smacks her head on the patio outside and knocks herself unconscious. And when she comes to, they've... Um, they start. I don't know whether it was before or after she runs away Um, they have a magnifying glass against one of the uh, windows and they burn a hole in her face whilst they're trying to and it's a long slow agonizing burst that we see whilst they're like where's our mother tell us where our mother is what did you do to our mom and <laughs> then yeah and so I think it was yeah they they burned her then eventually she like then like Elias is the one where like he puts some like cream on her face to help with the burn so you can see that he's not really like fond of doing this because when they go back into the bathroom after a while he's like what if it really is her and we're, and we're just torturing her and then they themselves get into a fight because Lucas is like I told you not to believe anything she says I'm like well what's the point of torturing her to find out where your real mom is if you're not going to believe anything she says yeah Um, and then they uh they tape up the mom after she was screaming so much and then some red cross people come to the door and they're looking for donations, like they let themselves in. And then they're like, oh, hello, it's the Red Cross. And they're like, this nice house, we're gonna get lots of donations here. So the boys come down, they chat away. And then they're like, oh, our mom's not here. She's gone into the village to get some stuff. Uh, What's that noise upstairs? Oh, it's our dog. Um, And eventually just as they, they're sitting there because they're like we'll wait for your mom to come home and they're thinking on she will eventually like make a noise or whatever they have her tied up so well she just about gets the tape off of her mouth. but what the boys have done in between is like we need to pay them we need to get them out of here so they give them 50 euro and they're like are you sure your mom wouldn't mind this and they're like no no no, she'd have done this herself she's just not here you know you guys have your own job to do and then they leave and just as the door closes she's finally managed to get the tape off of her side of her mouth and she's screaming and then they look back and then the boys are just like waving and then they go back up to the room to the mom you can see it because it's glass and you're like oh so then they glue her mouth shut oh no oh yep and then they're like they make themselves pizza because one of the things they've gotten is because the mom knows that like she can't really cook for them she's recovering so she buys like there's a food delivery guy who comes up and he's like there's enough pieces here to like last you a year um and so it's obviously something that the allies can cook for himself no problem so he does, makes the pizza eats the pizza he makes the pizza for the man then realizes she can't eat her mouth glued up. so he slowly tries to cut it open with scissors and oh. then he accidentally cuts her mouth and it just rips up and you're like what um and then oh sorry I'm looking ahead I'm just trying to remember I think it's after she had her mouth cut then that's when she'd to bed and and yeah she fell and she hit her head um oh yes so sorry she had endured all that then she escapes and she hits her head because when she comes to I'm trying to remember it's just it's because it, it's just this is where to me it becomes very much like funny games because there's like they're not willing to accept anything about her she's she says everything right because she is their mom yeah then um yeah so she knocks herself out and when she comes to she's downstairs in the sitting room but she her eyelids now are glued over but one of them can open up a bit and she's in the sitting room and she she's like saying to Elias going I'll do it I'll go back to how things were because she can't move because he's glued her hands to the ground yeah and she's like don't worry, I'll, I'll go back to how things were. I'll, I'll make Lucas his breakfast for him. I'll I'll talk like as if he's still here. It wasn't your fault, you know, the, that he died. She said it was, you know, the divorce. None of this was your fault. Like, and you don't know whether he died in an accident or did Elias do anything? Because the fact that he is willing so easily to torture his mother, just because she looks slightly different. Now, she did act cold, unresponsive, completely against her normal loving mothering way that that's why they're like this is not our mom this is yeah. somewhere else um and then you can just see just as Elias is starting to because what it is is they had the cat the cat that died basically all the gases that came from the cat they had the cat in like um a fish tank but with the gases kind of they lit it on fire and so the fish tank, which had no fish in it ever, um, like just lights up on fire and he drops a candle onto the sofa. The sofa goes on fire. And, you know, she's like realizing I can't move. And this is when she's like, I'll do whatever you want. And um, she just is begging him to set her free. And then Elias says, if Lucas is real, what is he doing? And then she's like, I, I can't see him. And it's, basically we see that lucas is holding a candle to um curtains. and at this stage now the fire is just like starting to really pull up it's um, raging yeah and uh it just gets to the stage where she's like i i she just bursts into tears she's like i can't see him and then elias grabs the candle off Lucas because obviously lucas wasn't there he sets fire to the curtains and then i mean it all goes to hell um, it basically sorry guys I'm going to end, ruin the ending of this and skip <laughs> the next five minutes if you don't want to know how this ends. but you already kind of get an idea from talking about funny games and this the fish tank explodes fire goes everywhere the man is screaming for the sun to like let her out he's backing away terrified of the fire and she just catches fire it's like in saint Maud at the very end you just see her screaming the sun's name as she's just set on fire super fast Oh, God. And then the next scene is just fire brigade trying to put the fire out. And then it's a scene where it's like there's a cornfield nearby or, or it's just some really long grass. And Lucas is walking or Eliza is walking back and he's got Lucas with them. And then they meet up with their mom. And it kind of like it opened with a it was almost like saying the music style Germanic film with this family singing this song, the good night song. And it's her singing it to her boys. And then that's the end of the film. Like, I don't know whether Elias got out. I don't know whether they're all together now in heaven because they all died. Um, like, it's kind of like a pull-away scene from the house. You don't see Elias. Yeah. And as he's only 10, he obviously never thought that this was going to happen. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, it... Uh, the, the torture scene was hard because you're like it's a little techn- like earlier on in the film you'd seen Elias using the magnifying glass to like I think he was burning a wasp or something um or trying to and then for him to then use that on his mom's face I don't know whether it was to replace the mold that was gone but uh it's all very like childish ways of doing it like they don't Understand that the really gonna glue is really going to glue her mouth together.
1: Yes, and the fact uh, that then he like made her pizza, so he is actually like, oh, of course, mom needs to eat. But then yeah. he's like, oh yeah, I glued your mouth together, so I'll make sure that I open her mouth so she can eat. Do you know? It's this weird thing of like he's actually being quite sweet. I'm like, oh, oh God, of course.
0: So you kind well, of get the vibe. If Elias was still fully Elias, yes, it have happened
1: like what's that thing like I know obviously the other wee boy isn't there but mm. it's almost like that Jew folly or is it folly Jew? where oh yes yes, 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 yeah gets,
0: um, like
1: the madness of the other
0: there was something as well um in the trivia about this where they were saying um it's very similar to capgross Uh, I might be saying that wrong I'm literally saying it like I can see a calf syndrome aka imposter syndrome where people experience the syndrome will have an irrational belief that someone they know or recognize has been replaced by an imposter they just immediately from the minute she comes home because she's not touching them yeah and, and immediately she's like I'm not making breakfast for your brother I'm not talking to him, you, and you know what? And she keeps saying, and you know why I'm not talking to him. Like, he's also 10, and she's not yeah. dealing with it. She obviously never took him to a therapist, or he should or, be in
1: therapy. Or the thing is, she did. I know this is the result where she's like, look, you know why I'm not doing it. Yeah. So we can't do it. And So it's kind of like, is it the type of thing that actually she's trying to be a really actively great mom? Or is she, as you said, kind of just pushing it under the rug
0: and like fuck off? (laughs) It's not even just that. It's she's snapping because and it is like. For the first while, if you if you didn't realize, like I had, like I said, the mentioned films we watched together now throughout this podcast, yeah. I was kind of like, I bet you one of the twins is dead. Because I'd seen a tale of two sisters. And yeah. I was just like, Oh, but it's one of those kind of films. Cause I said it's either one of the twins is dead and he's imagining him, or the man really is like an alien and it's not a real man. And I was like, it's one of two things. And uh, because he keeps having nightmares that the mom is like some sort of creature. Yes. Um And like there was one scene where she was in the woods, and her head was like you know that thing where the head moves like fifty million times up and down, side to side, and and yeah. So, and it turns out that they're all just having nightmares. So he's having nightmares about potential what our mom really is. So, um, but you just there's also a lot where Elias is he's shouting out for Lucas, but Lucas won't come back to him because he's not there. So like he's ten years old. It's hard to understand the loss of your other half.
1: Yeah. God, I I wouldn't be able to understand the loss of my sisters now. And I'm like, yeah. not ten.
0: Yeah. So many times older. <laughs> but like at the same time, yeah, it's she doesn't cope well with it. She yeah. obviously she's post surgery, she's in a lot of pain, and her, you know, but she has no one to help in the house. Yeah. No yeah, so you no, can nothing. understand. Like it was a recipe for a disaster, but like I said, this is of the vein of um funny games.
1: Okay. Like with
0: the very end when you're like, they'll be fine. Someone will you know, like the last person will get rescued, yes. or whatever. And and then you just And like, then it's oh. just like doom. Yeah, because I kept thinking I'm like Elias will snap out of it and yeah. rescue the man or at least put out the fires. And when she just I mean it, because I suppose it's going to show how quickly. Shaking it out of hand with a fire, yes, and it just like she lit up like a bloody Christmas tree, like and, the fourth of July, yeah, and she's gone, she's fucking gone. And you're just like, I remember watching, I was like, Holy, shit um, it is a very good film, and I just think as well, if anyone is a fan of like beautifully shot films. As I said, this is shot in 35mm. You could pause it at any scene and it's so picturesque. It's like the quality of the camera work is really nice. Um, it builds tension well. It's like there's foreshadowing and things. It's just, it is very good. I know I spoiled the hell out of it, but... um, No,
1: I feel like you could still watch that. I do
0: think because like there's once you know, sadly, thanks to me, that one of the twins is dead, you just can't help but see how it's like how it's all there in front of us,
1: yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: yeah. people are like, Oh, once you know you could rewatch the film, I'm like, It's either or like you either rewatch, you're like, film. You didn't get it straight away. Oh, <laughs> I'm a horror snob, no, oh. but yeah, um like I said it was it was a tough pill to swallow once it really hits the because like I mean it doesn't flinch when she hits her head off the patio from tripping them like it just shows that and she's gone she and dreams. yeah like it does not shy away from any of it so if you're squeamish do not watch
1: do not watch we've mourned
0: yeah okay so that was that was moi what was your family delight
1: So my first one, um, I kept telling people I was doing Hide and Seek, which is a very different film with, I think.
0: a smart Weaving.
1: No. So Hide and Seek is actually a film with this. I think it's one of the Fanning girls.
0: Oh, Dakota Fanning and Robert De Niro.
1: Yes. So I was like googling it, and I was like, "This isn't what I'm looking for." So it actually is ready or not with Mara Raving that I'm doing, not. Ah, uh, yes, I get that. Yeah. Um. So when Carrie listens to this, she'll probably make more sense as to why <laughs> I'm not doing hide and seek. Um. Yeah. So I'm doing,
0: but ready that is another family. killing. it's not a horror, is it? Oh no! It'd be more of a thriller. Like when I watched yeah. it, I just kind of laughed when I saw. Robert De Niro trying to play someone with like a slipper personality.
1: Yeah, I it was like so long ago that I saw it. I actually don't even know if I did see it.
0: So I might put it on.
1: But yeah, so my one is 2019's Ready or Not. Um, this was directed um by the guys who have taken over the Scream franchise. I must admit, actually, I was like dying to see this movie, Mm. couldn't find it anywhere. Um when I found it on YouTube, you didn't have the option to rent it. So I bought it oh. and I was really disappointed. Oh, I, why I liked that film. Oh, you see, this is the thing, right? Mm. I have this terrible habit of going into movies that I'm really excited about and coming out and being like, "Yeah, no. And then mm. I'll give it a while and I'll watch it again. And I'm like, oh, actually, this is really good. I didn't know why I didn't like it. however,
0: you might also remain going, no, I was right in my first thought. Like, it's not for everyone.
1: It's not for everyone. Rarely do I actually kind of keep to my guns and go, actually, I really didn't like that. But I feel out of all the movies I've seen, the new Halloween that we saw last Mm -hmm. year will Mm -hmm. remain a movie. (sighs) I do not care to
0: watch again. I don't think I could ever like that. I get what they were coming at. But that's more of the vein of Friday the Thirteenth, where Jason is a badass killer. Michael is the slow island killer.
1: Yeah, my saving grace in that movie is Kyle Richards. Like, yeah, oh, she's amazing,
0: fucking awesome. Um,
1: so yeah, so I was looking at Ready or Not. So this is um a family killing, definitely, but mm-hmm. it's the in-laws. So Grace and um her soon-to-be husband come back to the like family um ancestral home and it's like this really big house and um really gorgeous he has like this really big family that he hasn't gone home to in a long time grace kind of doesn't have a family and she that's kind of really all she's craving she wants Mm -hmm. like this family and like just this like sense of kind of like I suppose, home and sense of like comfort and all all the lovely things that go along with it. And um, they have this like really beautiful wedding in the back garden. His family are really eccentric, but like seem pretty cool. And his mom is played by Andy McDowell. And she's like, she really thinks that Grace is going to come in and like, that they're going to get on really well. And like, she really likes her. Like she's mm-hmm. really accepted straight away. Now, they are like this really wealthy family. Like they're like the like crazy rich people. Like they've had so mon- much money that they've gone a bit Lally.
0: Old money, as they'd say.
1: Yes, yeah, and like they're just all a bit mad. And if they're not kind of like genuinely like clinically a bit mad, like no. they've just like given up on life or they've like drank themselves mad. So they have a a family business of board games and it was kind of like obviously it wasn't based on these people because this isn't one of those like based on true story but i think hasbro was owned by two brothers so it was like this family kind of business um and they did board games Mm. um so the thing um about it on your wedding night you have to play a game It's just tradition and everyone has done it going into the family. And um, this is this is the way it is. So they have the mother, the father and this like really eccentric aunt. Who for some reason has a bit of an accent. Yeah. When nobody else does. And you're like, unless she moved away for years, but she seems to like I've always remained with the family. Yeah, she's like she's like Transylvanian or something. Mm. Yeah, it's all very strange. Um, and they show her wedding night throughout the film as well. Um, and basically, like, out of all the games, the only one you don't want to get is hide and seek. Mm-hmm. So it transpires that the family have made a little bit of a deal with the devil. And they uh, the way that they like keep their side of the bargain is when somebody is like brought into the family, there is this initiation. And um, if she had pulled any other game. It would have been a lovely evening. They all would have gone to bed and it would have been yeah. great. Unless
0: it's Monopoly in which they would have killed each other all over again.
1: Absolutely. But for many different reasons. <laughs> um, So they play hide and go seek. And Grace is talking to the dad. And he's like, look, you just basically need to hide. And she's like, there's no way of me winning this, is there? And he's like, well, I suppose if you stay hidden till morning. And she's like, <laughs> no thanks
0: yeah this is our wedding night
1: yeah she's like fuck no um so it, the great thing about it is all the characters are really good Samara Raving is absolutely brilliant it's kind of like this dark comedy the sister is bot shit <laughs> yeah. she is on every drug she's on every like. She're a peppy. like pure sedation her husband is definitely there for the money
0: oh yeah
1: um the brother
0: who's played by adam brody who i just absolutely mm-hmm. love i loved him in this and i,
1: I haven't really seen him him. In anything else
0: apart from jennifer's body because i didn't watch the oh see yeah yeah i didn't watch yeah. that so i was like wow you're a dick in jennifer's body but now you're a nice dick
1: yeah and he was so- i thought he was so good in jennifer's body as well and then he was in this and i was just like and the funny thing is because of the character he played in the OC where he was like, like there was no there's no doubt, like he's a really good looking guy, but he was always kind of this like nerdy good looking guy. He was the guy we would have gone for in you know? there. Um and then but in these films, he's kind of like the kind of like brooding sexy guy. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. you wear that outliner. <laughs> And his wife is 100% there for the money. She really doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit about him. Doesn't really oh, yeah.
0: give a shit about She's he. a vampire in that family.
1: Yeah, he doesn't really give a shit about her. Um. So Grace decides she's going to play hide and go seek. She goes and hides. And she's there for a good while and she's like, oh, this is boring. She gets out and while she's hiding, the whole family have like Gone, got together, and um they go into a room, and there's loads of weapons. So, this is very much a different kind of hide and seek. It's kind of more of a hunt. It's very much so like Christmas when uh, Mike's in his <laughs> that's So, we get a little bit smaller every year. Yeah, a little bit smaller. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they go on this hunt basically, and um, she needs to. For her not to lose this game and ultimately lose her life, she needs to survive till morning. Mm. Um now, I won't go into it too much because I think everybody knows that that is the premise of the more of the film anyway. You it's, only
0: have to do is watch the trailer and you know. What
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. So the movie, like, it is still relatively new and I think hmm. it was kind of like, so, like, we all went into lockdown about 2020. This came out in 2019. So there's definitely, a, like, I missed it in the cinema because I just didn't get to it on time and Same. then it rolled close. Yeah. Um, So it is one that I imagine some people now. when once I heard these guys were taking over the Scream franchise, I was like, I will do anything to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're kind of like a fanatic like me, you'll have watched this movie. But definitely do. I actually watched it recently enough again. And I was just like, this is actually really funny. Like there's bits where at the very end of the movie. And she's there with a cigarette and it's just gas. It's very
0: dry with the with the wish. really
1: dry and she's really funny. And she did the babysitter as well, mm. uh, the movie that you were speaking about last week. And she just plays it so well. She plays that character really well where she's kind of like, ha, ha, ha what? Um, mm. And then like she was in another one on Prime recently. It was a series. And she's like this influencer and she's great in that as well. She's just a really good actor. Yeah,
0: the first thing I saw her in was Ash versus Evil Dead. Now she just plays like a very small character because I think she started out on Home and Away. Yeah. Which is their national conscription if you're Australian. You're either in Home and Away or Neighbors. Or neighbours. Um and then you do your two years and then you can go into other filming. You can go anywhere um but yeah uh, the one thing I really was disappointed in her because I just didn't like the film was the um Bill and Ted I just did yeah
1: few- we actually had to turn it off
0: oh I thought it was horrific
1: yeah yeah we turned it
0: off for everyone no one did well in that film
1: no I can kind of understand why they went into it because it's such an iconic thing yeah. but it just yeah Warren was like yeah he was like I can't watch this and I was like yeah okay I kind of I kind of get it I'm a bit
0: masochistic where we watched this till the end but I really feel like it, it benefited nobody
1: no I'm sure it didn't so in the movie um it is a lot of it is um all of it actually is filmed in Canada uh there's only one bit that was actually built for the film like a kind of it's not a prop I can't I can't remember the name of it but it's set. Mm. um there's a bit where there's a goat pit that's the only thing that was actually built for it one of the places that they filmed it was in one of the bedrooms was actually like it's like a protected site so they weren't allowed to can- light any candles and they weren't allowed to touch half of the things in the room mm. because it was such a protected site Um, again from the poster you'll be able to see this Um, so you know that it's her wedding day she has this gorgeous wedding dress on and then it fairly gets disheveled and there were 17 different wedding dresses made and it was she said it was the progression like you could actually just look at the rail and see the entire movie go through so it's like this perfect wedding dress then it goes to the she cuts it so that like she can run yeah. and then like, as it goes on and the dirtier she gets and the dirtier and the blood and everything. Mm. And she was like, it was just so cool to actually be able to see that like kind of visual representation. She's also wearing a pair of like yellow cons in it, mm-hmm. um, but they had to paint them for the movie because Converse no longer um, make those type of that's a shame because they were lovely. Yeah. Wow. I also thought it was really weird. I was like, would you not have just like, would it, it not have been easier film. just to get um a different pair of converse? Oh my god, people advertising. Yeah. So um yeah, I think it's a great film. It is um, it's it's like it is a black comedy. Um it's yeah, it's a horror comedy, it's really good. I as I said I didn't like it the first time I watched it not that I didn't like it but I just it wasn't what I thought it was going to be Mm. I had such high hopes it does actually live up to my high hopes now um I think sometimes it depends what mood I'm in when I'm watching a movie and as well honestly if I go into something really excited it needs to be everything think, that
0: takes your box.
1: yeah i don't know that anything will ever live up to what i have it in my head if i've gone into something that is really like that i am really really excited for
0: i don't think we came out of a film after being really excited apart from that time we re screen in the cinema
1: yeah like the last film that we saw in the cinema i absolutely loved it it was the was it a24 can you um, have- no, well, I, I loved the Candyman, hmm. the Candyman one, but the one where they're shooting the porno. Oh, X.
0: Yes, X. that was brilliant.
1: I loved that, but I knew fuck all about it going in. Yeah,
0: and that's how I want to do these things yeah. now on. It's the same, night like, because if you watch the trailer... No
1: expectations.
0: Yeah, we went to go see the Doctor Strange film there a couple of days ago, and Chris did yeah. this thing where he will put in headphones, he'll listen to music, and he'll shut his eyes because every Marvel film, he's done this since the beginning, because yeah, trailers, they pretty much give you everything. Yeah, they do. Like, they even do some spoilers, like we haven't spoiled the main thing, but here are like a few movies. Yeah, why even bother?
1: Yeah, so that was my first one. Um, definitely recommend it. Have a watch. I think it's one of those movies that you definitely recommend as well. Yeah. You know,
0: the horror um, comedies are my jam, yeah, which kind of segues nicely into my film, another horror comedy. Um the beautiful film helmed by Nicolas Cage from 2017 this was mom and dad and this film alone is why I came up with this idea for the episode I wanted yep. I wanted to be able to get an episode around this film and I couldn't think of how to do it nothing shy of like Nicolas Cage films yeah. did that already yeah so I, again, knew the general premise of this film, which you watched the uh, John Cusack film Sell, didn't you? Yes, I did. It's akin to that. When was Sell out? Would that have been pre-2017? I can't remember. Because it kind of came to such a, you know, damn squib that, like, I can't even remember. did it come out in, like, 2019, 2018 or what. Like, I just don't know because I didn't watch it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um... I thought (laughs) I would, I would almost go as far as to say I would be happy if I hadn't.
0: Yeah.
1: That was definitely one of the movies that I watched and I was kind of like, no, actually
0: this just isn't great. (laughs) I want my time back in my Yeah,
1: I'd like that time back, please.
0: Yeah. And so when I say that it's like sell, that what happens is, and you see stuff coming out on the news where it's happening in jerks and jabs but it's like there's some sort of an epidemic occurring where parents are killing their children. And there are um, some people who are on the news. There was actually even a, it was in the trivia. There was, I love this actor, Bokeem Woodbine. And I don't see him in enough things. And he's always just playing like side characters, but he's a brilliant actor and he is a parent being interviewed. And he's like, oh, parents killing their kids that's the worst thing ever and then they're like but you did that and he goes yeah but it was so right like it had to be done so this is directed by brian taylor who did crank two so for the batch of crazy ideas like say no more this guy was all about it and so the idea is like there's this like something's coming from the television it's like the the white noise part of it is makes the parents go and I mean they don't stop until their children are dead they have to kill them and yeah. now that sounds really dark but because it has been like I said the lead is Nicholas Cage and an absolutely stellar go of by Selma Blair this is a film where I wasn't 100% sure if I was rooting for the right people because I was kind of rooting for the parents okay because I was just like, I'm 34 now, and I've always hated teenagers. And I told you this, I'm not me. No, no issue about this. They're they're dicks. But you're just kind of like, a, they're so ungrateful. And I'm like, <laughs> I heard my mom say that to me at least once a week that I was so ungrateful. Um, so maybe I'm getting to see like I shouldn't show this to my parents yeah. just in case they get ideas. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's 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 actually Bananas because it's one film from the get-go, Cage is in top Cage form. Okay. And you can kind of see where he's like... That's what you want from any Cage film. Yes. And I mean, like most recently you would have seen it in Mandy, but that was like a revenge film and that was him going crazy in a straight up like horror film. It was, there was no element of comedy in that. And it was just basically a man who lost his mind after seeing his, his wife being killed. This, is basically they're like you do whatever you want to do and as i said to you before grace this nicholas cajun interview said was his best film in his mind that he had done in the last from 2007 to 2017 It was his favorite film in the last 10 years of that period um, and you can see it he's just it's like as if brian taylor just said be free do what you want with this character yeah. blessed. so like obviously not every parent is influenced by this vibe Straight away, like I said, it's coming out on the news, and then, like, all of a sudden, kind of like you know, the opening to Dawn of the Dead, the 2003 or four remake, where it's like that opening 10 minutes where it's in the suburban housing estate. Yes, so it's kind of like that here when it comes back to them, but there is like the it lays out really well, it builds up the tension really well. So, like I said, Nicholas Cage, he's a, a dad who, when he was a teenager, he had like he still has his. I'm so bad at cars, I don't want it's but you know, it's a real hot rod car, it's cool. It was his dad, he crashed it, so he had to like fix it up and buy it off himself. And so it's his baby, like, yeah. And uh, he just keeps having flashbacks to when he was like doing donuts as a teenager with possibly his now wife because they were girlfriends, girlfriend and boyfriends from, from school. But like she was topless and, you know, he's doing done. She's sitting on his lap with like boobs in his face. And he's like, I lived the best life ever. And I imagined that I was going to like take the world by the balls and have everything I wanted. And then he's like, I work in an office. I fall asleep at my desk. I have porn on on the monitor. But like I'm like wasting my life. Yeah. And then Selma Blair as the mom, she's like she's trying to be like a real cool mom but her daughter, um, what is her daughter's name, um, but basically her daughter is like, I am so sorry that, you know, you built your life around us, uh, oh, her name is Carly, so she is a Carly, and she's a younger son called Josh, and she's like, you guys are my life, I live for you guys, and she's like, well, it's not, my, you know, she's like, she's driving her to school, so like, can you get off your phone for a second, and She's like, all you do is just be on your phone. You don't spend time with me anymore. And she's like, it's not my fault. You don't have any friends. And you're just like, oh. You can just see where she's like,
1: shot to the heart. Mm. You're to
0: blame. Yeah, like like teenage girls really can just knife mm, in and then twist it around so it can't heal. Um, and uh, then she like the mom does like this zumba class or whatever with the instructor. Is like really pervy and all the women, but it's actually one of Carly's friend, Carly's best friend. Her mom is also selma Blair's like friend, so it's one of those ones where I don't know if their kids are friends because they're friends or if they're just friends because okay. they're friends. Yeah, but um, the mom, um, Carly's friend Riley, it's her mom is like, oh yeah, he sleeps with everyone. I'm just waiting until he sleeps with me. You can just tell like these are moms that don't have a job. They're kind of like bored, but um. Selma Blair's character, Kendall. Kendall. I'm like the dream. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, you go back to a scene where it was like maybe a couple of years before, and she was trying to get back into the workplace. And she was like some sort of um like graphic designer. And he the guy who she used to work with was like, Yeah, you were amazing, but like time has passed. You took time off to be a mom. Now you'd have to like upskill. And he's like, maybe do a few courses or you know, pottery classes or something. And then she's like, sorry, what? <laughs> And, and then she just has, like, this big cry hobby in her car. Pet. Hmm?
1: Get a hobby, Pess.
0: Yeah, that's basically saying, like, love, you're out of the game for, like, probably 14 years, you know, 16 years. Uh, it, it's done. You're gone. And so she's just like, I've lost my life. My kids don't want to have anything to do with me. The younger boy seems a bit strange. We don't get much of it. Like, they don't build on his character at all because he's at home all the time, but he is of school age and yeah they also like there's they're people of color characters I don't want to know I don't know if this is that this is my first and only film I've seen by done by Brian Taylor I haven't seen the sequel to Crank although I would like to see the Crank films because I do like films that just are bananas and but the people of character of color characters are um like there's an they have a Chinese cleaner and she speaks like as if she's just in the country a year or two but she's not like she has a kid growing up here and all that sort of stuff um right. and then they have um carly's boyfriend is african-american but yet his dad is a violent alcoholic i'm just like oh gotta, is it
1: kind of playing off like these like uh, really dangerous
0: shape. stereotypes that, yeah, yeah 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 and the parents are like they're suburban but they're a bit racist and the like Nicolas Cage's dad and uh, Nicolas Cage's name is Brent his dad fought in the Vietnam War and all this sort of stuff so um and they were talking about Charlie's and the the, the housekeeper is like I'm Chinese not a Charlie and you're just like oh, oh. Yeah, kind of like I don't know whether maybe they were just trying to say like no one is good in this. Um, like Carly robbed money out of um her mom, Kendall's purse, so she could get her friend Riley so she could buy drugs. And she's like, let's just go get shit-based. And so they're like at school, um, things are starting to get a bit funny, like they're getting texts, like the the teacher keeps calling people out, like you have to go, like your mom wants you, you have to go meet them at the, you know, you have to go to the principal's office. And Carly's boyfriend is, he's a bit older. So he's doing like his SATs yeah, like PSAS or something like that. So he is, but outside of that room, cause he finishes early. So he's the first to leave, but there's like a load of parents outside and they look like zombies. Like they're just waiting. And he's like, whoa, there's like, the thing is, is that they are not look happy. They look, they have like this kind of like resting bitch face. It's like shit's about to go down. Cute, and cute. they're trying to get in and as soon as the boyfriend leaves I think his name was Daryl as soon as Daryl leaves they just all go in and it's silent like you don't hear the screams or whatever that's going to happen because you know that it's the parents are going to try and kill the kids because like that you've heard it on the news that's been building up yeah so Kendall's sister is about to give birth and you're just like oh. how are they going to play it with this and there is um there is that scene where if anyone is against greenwich or is not a fan of like i remember in mother when they killed the baby i that to me will never get out of my brain um but like it's done to the song it must have been love where the sister is just like squeezing the infant tighter and tighter but they managed to get the baby away and she's like coming after them and she's like she won't speak and kendall's like what the is wrong with her she's trying to like hurt her baby that's only just been born because there was a tv in the room and again it's the signals but um they're they keep going back to you and oh, they don't. Is it
1: a bit of a happening
0: yeah it's like they have this like blinkers on i must kill my child there is nothing is going to make me feel better right now until this happens like it's the most right thing in the world and um, like you get some scenes where I think like that you don't know what's gone back into the past a bit, but you get like a couple of months prior to that. Brent is, I suppose, going through a midlife crisis, basically where he tries to build himself a man cage, like a man cage, man cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're
1: but, <fair> <laughs> yeah,
0: but um, what was it? He is, you can see that the house is still kind of got parts where like they're trying to do an extension or something um and so it's like downstairs in the basement and he like built himself he got in all the pieces and when he got on all the wood together he said to the moving guy's like yeah this is real sexy and it was just like a load of boxes you're like okay um and he takes the time he sands down everything he levels it, it's perfect and it's a pool table which i'm like that's my dream to have a pool table and chris is fighting me every second of the way on that uh, so i get nicholas cage's rage i get brent's rage because and um, kendall comes down and she's like you bought yourself a pill table Where fucking we you're making a man cave but this should be like what about a room for the whole family and he's like newsflash the whole house is a room for the family what if i just wanted a room for myself he's like i went from a job that was paying 135 grand a year to now only like 50 grand a year so obviously because it's 2017 you're like maybe post-recession Work has dried up, nothing's going right for him. And he that's when he has this. He just he takes a sledgehammer to destroy the pool table while singing the hokey cokey. Or the hokey oh, Pokey. Okay, yeah, it is. It's he just he gets this, these moments where he gets to go full on crazy. But then they have like this really nice talk where he's like, they have a heart to heart, they are together in this. It's not like as if she, it's not like as if they hate each other in this but they both wanted more out of their lives and I think they're basically coming to the conclusion that since they have kids things aren't how they want them to be. They're just like he's only working to make money to pay off the house, stuff for his kids. She's like, yeah, I gave up my career for my kids and now my kids don't talk to me and I don't have a job and I can't go back to my job. Yes. So you kind of get like they have this lovely moment and you you just you get where I'm like they get each other at least thank fuck they get each other so then we're coming back to the up-to-date times to present day and Carly and Riley are trying to leave the school because like that they, they just have to they have to go out to the front of the school like the whole school and they just see all their parents are trying to drag them out and the teacher the homeroom teacher he's like um he's like what is going on it's not a bomb scare why are all the parents out why are they trying to get them and he's like we can't let them go to their parents until we know what's going on like he's the only logical thing they have like police there as well but I don't know if that's like school police or because one guy has like a bat on so I'm like are you police police or is this just like a really strict school yeah um, but anyway so they're trying to set the parents back and then one kid finally climbs over to get to his mom and she immediately kills him with her car keys she's stop, stop 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 and you're just like holy shit then it's like all hell breaks loose parents start climbing over kids run away Onto like the football field, and it's almost like in um, Zombie Nation. Where is that the film with oh wow, Emer? All your names are escaping you. Uh, Woody Harrelson, and uh, I don't know at all. Sorry, oh, anyway, it's like um, the guy who is in social network who I don't really like him as an actor, but anyway, he's like some guy who has like these rules about. Oh, uh, oh,
1: sorry. Are you talking about Zombieland?
0: Zombieland, yeah. Yes. I thought like, Zombie Nation is actually just a dance song from the early. That's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs>
1: I know that song. I'll Google that um, song. Brilliant.
0: Put it up on YouTube or whatever. Spotify. Zombie what's, Nation.
1: What's his name? Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Yes, I hate him. I just hate him.
1: <laughs> I'm kind of
0: the same for no reason. He's a fucking damn clot of a human being. <laughs>
1: Do you know what really cemented it for me have you ever seen uh now you see me too and he was such a dick i was like shut up, jesse everyone's really cool you're just being a big yeah he's
0: trying to be cool and he just comes out being a dick i haven't seen it but i'd imagine because he's just a yeah. dick
1: you should watch it one day when you're annoyed so you'll just annoyed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's just when i'm gonna set the world on fire yeah.
1: yeah when you need that little bit extra bit of rage watch that yeah. movie
0: yeah um so anyway it, but there was a scene in that where you're talking about how hey, you need cardio and a fat guy's been chased by a zombie down the football field yes. and obviously because he doesn't have he hasn't been working on his cardio he then just like dies because he gets beat but like this very similar scene is running out where some kids are trying to outrun their parents and like one guy takes the bag of trash from the field empties the trash out puts it over his child's head like i mean it's immediate it's quick there's no even talking that like they're silent in it they're just running after them. Like, they're not even bothering to try and talk to their kids. just to straight to kill. Um, so it's manic. So Carly and Riley manage to escape. They get into Riley's car. They drive away. And then they go home. And Riley, like, so Carly's kind of like, she's smart on this. She's like, I need to watch the news. I need to get onto this. And Riley's like, I need to smoke a spliff. And finds a collection of spliffs. So you're like, obviously, the mom is maybe also medicating with certain things and um, because so, like there's drugs everywhere in that house but the she goes uh right Carly hears a noise because Riley's gone upstairs and um basically we just see the mom talking to her like you would uh, your, any of your uh child's friends and say like, "Oh hey there while she's strangling Riley and she kills her and so Carly just freaks the fuck out because you see she doesn't want to kill Carly because Carly's not her child so they're acting like as if they're completely normal to everyone else apart from yes. their children, who they just have to kill. So it kind of starts out where, like that, Darren realizes his dad tries to kill him and he ends up accidentally dying, like the dad does. And so it's the the, the scene that they played was like, oh, he's a drunken alcoholic again, and he's this isn't the first time he's hit me, and he's like, Oh, this again. And then the dad like literally breaks the glass bottle and tries to kill him, but accidentally falls on it and stabs himself in the neck. So it's, he manages to get it and he goes straight over to the girlfriend's house. But of course the dad doesn't like him over, which is another thing as to why you think you know, he's a bit racist. Um, but Nick, uh, but Brent is the first one to basically hear the vibe of, I must kill my kids. And so he comes home first and like that Daryl kind of tries to stop him. Uh, yeah. so that the, the um carly can get josh the brother and uh who witnessed the cleaner kill her daughter or the housekeeper the chinese woman kill her daughter who was over to help her out um and yeah so it's it's weird it's so strange but um and then the man comes home and as she comes home you can see she's kind of fighting it but it's coming over possibly over the radio or something like that but now it's just like now the both of them are in it and they work so well together kendall and brent like selma blair and and nicholas cage i have to say they work really well they've got great chemistry they work really well oh, i can
1: imagine them working really well together
0: yeah and so there's basically it all kind of goes where the kids are in the basement and they're trying to plan like they're so logical and it's like they're complementing each other on their ideas as to how to do it and also like carly shows she's not just a dumb teenager she's got some smarts and then like I said, it goes just out of control. And it's, it's just, it's bananas. It's brilliant. And um, I can only find it on, I rented it on YouTube. I'm sure there are other places where you could get it or just like buy it. Cause I would definitely watch this again. Um, so I just feel like as if like I don't want to go into any more because it was only a 2017 film. And like that, I remember I couldn't see it in the cinema yeah it just never made its way out here but it's like if anyone's ever watched the tv show happy which some of the episodes were also directed by brian taylor and and some of the characters are in it it's just like happy is also a bananas tv it's like a detective thing with a guy who uses a lot of drugs and he was kicked off the force and it's brilliant um but yeah like stuff like that crank Happy, this film is way up your alleyway. Um, I would recommend it not. And even if you don't have never seen any of those, don't ever want to watch those. But our fan of Nick Cage in like his his pure Mwah! chef's kiss acting, then this is it. It's not even forced. Like there's a scene where he's chasing his kids and he just straight up barks like a dog for about 30 seconds. And I was in stitches laughing. I was just like, this is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So like to me I just feel like as if it's it's I Grace I think you'd love it.
1: Yeah I, I and I'm definitely I, going to get I, it like so that you can it. see it
0: um, because it needs to just be seen. I just think I even think Warren would, like I just think like it's it's a little bit gory but not majorly and it's just so again it's the dry wit of like when if they get hurt they they don't even like ah, flesh wound you know like they keep on going because it just goes to show um just the never-ending urge to and like it ends a bit weird kind of I kind of liked it I was reading up some people when they were reviewing it weren't like a major fan of it because of like it ends but doesn't end like you're not 100% sure where things go yes and I'll say no more but I like ending from time to time like you're it's um not to say that they were even lining up for a sequel I don't think that that was ever in the plans I just feel like as if um they were just saying you know not everything is always just cut and dry and finished and whatever but like I said I was so happily surprised by uh Cajun Blair's chemistry during the film and also there's like good use of music and just good shots I have to say it's very fast paced from the get-go like it's only like an hour and a half or an hour and 25 but it's just it's very good
1: okay I'm really looking forward to watching that
0: and I hope I haven't you know done the thing where I'm like it's brilliant and then you watch I didn't like it like <laughs> <laughs> no don't worry <laughs> <laughs> so yeah 100% could couldn't recommend that film enough for people and um, if it's your jam horror comedy is one of my most favorite parts of the horror genre and um, and this one was a delight
1: yes yeah I can't wait to watch it. Yay! My next movie is um, *Sinister*, and Mm -hmm. for anybody who hasn't seen *Sinister* and genuinely wants to watch it, I would actually just um, say see you next week. Yeah. Um, we'll chat to you then. (laughs) Because for me to include this movie in there, I've already ruined it. But you don't know yet, so just turn Mm -hmm. off if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it do
0: turn off this movie is unreal but well, you haven't also spoiled the how what where why any of that like well know. not yet not yet so still go watch it and then come back and listen to this
1: do yeah actually that's a fair point teamer fair play yeah don't come jump back to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get stop point of view it's very important so sinister 2012 was when it was released god was it that um, long ago i know i was like oh god <laughs> So like 10 years ago. Yeah. This movie genuinely scared me. It mm. really did. Um, I know that. So this was done by the producers of um, Paranormal Activity, another movie that genuinely scared me. Yeah. And um, Insidious, which I know was a movie that both of us have said really did scare us until The Lipstick Killer.
0: Yeah. And for me with this film, that's oh, actually what thing. I was
1: just about to say. I know that you're not a fan of how bagul looks. Now, one thing that I would say, Emer, is Bagul was supposed, so Bagul is the the entity, I suppose, that's in the is
0: the love child of Jim and Mick from Slipknot. If you put both of their masks together, that yeah. is Bagul.
1: but imagine how it would have been. If they mm-hmm. actually went with the original way that mm-hmm. they wanted the girl to look like the girl was supposed to look like Johnny Depp's portrayal of Willy Wonka.
0: Oh, holy fucking shit. In oh, the geez. remake. Okay. Yeah. That... And
1: they were like.
0: Was it, it studio might, interference?
1: They were kind of like, oh, it might be a bit silly if oh, no. the demon. Looks like Willy Wonka. Um, no, that would
0: have been like you know, like the Crooked Man and The Conjuring Two. It
1: it it would have been the Lipstick Killer, all over again for me. Anyway, because I actually quite like the way Big girl looks. I think he's quite cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I thought I thought that was really funny when I read it. I was like, oh god. Well, thank thankfully they didn't go that way. Um, but basically, uh, Ethan Hawke uh, plays this um writer who has had one really successful book. He's written three books previously. Um, he has sorry, he's written three true crime books. Mm. Um, And he was a fiction writer before as well. But he got really kind of massive notoriety, I suppose, with one of his books, um, It's the first true crime book that he went with, where he kind of uncovered that the police really didn't do their job. And somebody actually he he essentially solved the case. So he became like this huge name within true crime and true crime writing. Then he went on to do another uh, book, which wasn't as successful. And his most recent book actually alluded to kind of the same thing. But then when he looked into it, uh, something happened and it actually helped the conviction either be overturned or thrown out. And the person who did commit a murder is free from Mm. what I can get from the sheriff in the new town.
0: We don't take so, time dear you type of folk around here.
1: Yeah. So if you've ever seen the meme where it's like every white family in a horror movie and it sees like kids walking in, and like, they have loads of boxes and they're just like, how yeah, many people have been murdered have, here?
0: Murder happened here.
1: And they're like, yay, dead friends. So I see the red room is my bedroom. Yeah, It's like, what red room?
0: You'll find it.
1: Um, So Ethan Hawke and his family, um, his lovely wife and his two children are moving into a new house and a new town. His children aren't exactly happy because they've had to move yet again to a new Mm. school with no friends because their dad is writing a book they're very aware that the last book wasn't a success. Mm. Um, he has an incredibly supportive wife, but she's kind of at the end where she's going, look, I'm giving you this one more chance. I feel the last book was the last chance. And um, when it didn't go to plan, he's kind of like he, he's chasing the high of the first book. Um, so when they arrive and they're unpacking everything, the sheriff comes and he's like you know you're a dick get out of here and he's like i'm not a dick you're a dick and um he points to the house and he says i find this in very very poor taste and the wife is like why was he pointing at the house and he's like oh you know like as per they're just telling me that you know we're very welcome to the neighborhood lol and she's like Please don't tell me that we've moved down the road from a murder house again. And then she's like, again, again. And she's like, do you know what? This time I don't even want to know. And he turns around to her and he says, we haven't moved into a house down the road from a murder. Now, he is being 100% truthful. Mm? But the little thing that he forgets to tell her is they've moved into the house where they were murdered.
0: Just a slight
1: omission. Just a little. Just like the, he wasn't lying.
0: No, you didn't ask me to say, were we in that.
1: No, you said, were we close to it? Or a couple of doors down from it? Yeah. We are not. Be specific people. Like, your fault, really. It's magic. Mm. So the thing is, he's writing a book about a, an entire family who were killed. And one of the children from this family has gone missing and they haven't been able to locate her. Um, he sets up his office, they have some pizza. The mom's like, now just to be aware that we don't have that much money because our old house hasn't sold and you know, your dad's career is shit. Um, so we won't be doing that much this time. So you just know it's just gonna be a shit show from the start mm. really family's really fractured nobody wants to be there um you can tell like he'd much prefer to be on a high from the last books as well and that they wouldn't have to be in this kind of like like shitty situation Mm -hmm. so he's putting stuff away he goes up to the attic and he sees a box in the middle of the attic that's empty the attic's empty not the box and uh, he goes up to it and there's a load of what's it called super eight videos
0: yeah like eight millimeter ones yeah
1: yes yeah so there's eight millimeter like camera kind of reels and he's like hmm how bizarre but he's kind of like hmm also kind of a good way to get to know who this family was like and kind of get a feel of the family and you know and then like talk about their demise so he puts on the first movie and it is the family in the back garden and yeah. they're having a lovely time. And then it kind of goes a bit jumpy. And then the most bizarre fucking music plays and it's really gross. And it's all like, man, and there's like mm. sounds and shit. And then the family bar one are hanging from a fucking tree. Yeah. A tree that's out their back garden and it's like it's like creepy it's like the um you said it earlier what's it you love that movie uh it begins with C sea yes it's like the tree from the conjuring i was
0: about to say that yeah. see we share the one brain here we do we do really
1: reminds me of that
0: tree yeah. and then uh, the fact that like when she saw you hanging from like that silent thing or it's yes. like a swinging yeah, there's a lot of
1: swinging. The legs are twitching and then they stop. And it's like all this really bizarre music. And then he's like, he's making these notes and he's like, who made the film? Question mark. And it's like. And mm-hmm. he puts in the next movie and it's like a day at the lake. Oh. So it's mm-hmm. a different family. And they're at the lake having a lovely time you can kind of tell from the viewpoint the vantage point of the camera that this is being filmed by somebody
0: else
1: Mm. um, kind of in the trees so it's a little bit freaky in itself and then it kind of goes to the next scene and of course the fucking rotten music starts again
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: the whole family are like in their car which has like chains all over it and they're like like bound with like duct tape and shit and then the car goes on fire and then the music is rotten it's just the whole thing is like this visceral kind of reaction
0: like it's so creepy because like eight millimeter films as well they're silent they're so it's just yeah so jarring it's gross and i
1: just think i've never seen a film that was so perfectly titled, like the mm. oh, the best way to describe this movie is it is so sinister. Yeah, like it is just oh, it's just it's so good. The next movie that it goes on to is another one there. It's a day by the pool. The family's having a great time. Of course, it then cuts and the family are like tied to their like deck chairs and one by one they're taken in. And then you look into the pool and this is the first time you see like the entity, Bagul. Mm. So it's this guy in a suit, long hair, definitely a slipknot mask. Um, And he's all like,
0: yo. I'm here. Hey.
1: And in all of these murders, there has been one child that has been abducted or has been murdered and they've never found them. Mm. Um, there is another movie as well where a family is then found in the bed in their bedroom, and they're all tied up, and their, like throats are slit. Like it's, it really is. I think what you said, Emma, is so perfect. It's so jarring. Like it's just, it's rotten. Like, but it's so yeah. good It's the music so they're good. playing
0: in the <gasps> film to go with it. It's, it's the silence of the kills mixed with the tension building of the music in the film.
1: It's just so scary um to do this authentically they actually did film them on super a cameras you um, have
0: to you just would. Yes. there's such a good quality that i i kind of thought myself that they would have had to have like gotten a camera out of like a museum to do it or something because I'm just yeah kind of like how else would you get that quality it's, you wouldn't be able to replicate that
1: no no and that's what they wanted to make sure that these actually did look like snuff films And they were as authentic as possible. Now, that went to a point as well that the family who were hung were all stunt actors and they were all hung from the tree. Oh, wow. It actually led to a stunt coordinator being fired from the set because uh, one of the actors nearly hung um, during it. And the family who are pulled into the pool were pulled into the pool while oh. while um like attached to their chairs. And Bagul is actually standing in the pool.
0: Oh no.
1: So like I, I love
0: don't double you like, this isn't what I signed up for.
1: Yeah. I loved this film. Like it's <laughs> it's it's up there in my top horror movies. Um so much. And when I heard that, I was like, I love this film so much more. Mm. Um, so the thing is, Ethan Hawke's um character, he then rings the police because he's a decent human being and he's yeah. kind of like, God, I but actually he makes the while on them
0: though, doesn't he?
1: No, no. So he rings the police. He's like, I oh. obviously need to hand this in. This is really bad. And then when he gets through to them, he's kind of like. Or oh, I could keep them yeah. and not tell anybody, and I could solve this.
0: And, it's um, and again, it's totally yeah, again, totally fine.
1: So their son, I'll, I'll kind of a few like little titty bits. uh their son has really bad night terrors. Um, there are a few bits that involve the sun with the night terrors that are genuinely terrifying, and they're so brilliant. And I watched a couple of um like videos on youtube and that's where i got the information about the stunt doubles and and the coordinator and stuff and one was talking about so this until recently was scientifically the most terrifying movie and it has just recently been put to the post by host and i would say that both of them are up there for me Mm -hmm. 100 percent um, so this movie, like they had monitors on and stuff like that. So um, this one out of 35 movies was the movie that it, like induced the most fear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he he goes to tell them he decides he's gonna keep this information to himself so that he can, you know, be that person who who finds everything again. And um he'll have that success. His son is having these terrible night terrors, his daughter. Paints on the walls, but she's only allowed to paint in a room. She's a little cutie. As all daughters of any horror movie where there are paranormal entities, she becomes friends with somebody.
0: Why not?
1: Fucking hell.
0: I mean, I can't make any friends with school. I'll make friends with the
1: goo I'll make friends with the little girl who's live here. Yeah. I am... Then there so the police um, force are very much not there to help them, except there is one kind of like he kind of reminds me of like the police from Scream. He's not really like the most well like respected of the hmm. team and stuff like that but he's like you know the way you always dedicate to deputy such and so that you wouldn't be able to have done this without can I be that person and um, he's like yeah and it's really funny because he turns around and he goes oh can you check all these things and your man is like yeah 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 he brings it back and he's like oh blah blah, blah 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 gives him a couple of addresses and then he turns around and he goes that address and he was like yeah and your man's like does that mean anything to you and he's like no no it doesn't But it does, it truly does. So it turns out that every family who has had these really odd murders and a child go missing, they actually all lived in each other's houses
0: Mm, at some
1: stage. So even though like they would never have known each other or they would have no other connection, it was a real kind of like CSI kind of thing or like criminal minds where they'd be like, oh, my God, they all lived in the same house at one stage. Be like, bah, bah, How did you know that? Where did you get that from? Um, so this is the thing. And I, in a weird way, I suppose it's kind of like paranormal activity where like when they decide to leave the house, it's now attached like there's no iron in mm. it so yeah. the the hard thing is once they moved out of the house it nearly kind of sealed their fate that they were going to now be at the mercy of bagu yeah because their last residence was where somebody had previously died from bagu mm. so there's little drawings as well that go with each of the movies and it it depicts the, the killing and they all have the boogeyman in the corner and Bagul actually directly translates to boogeyman. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. This movie came about when um, the writer uh, C. Robert Kragil Cra- 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 um, got the idea for the script from a nightmare he had after watching the ring so there's kind of that um,
0: oh the passing on yeah
1: also that kind of correlation with the whole movie thing and the graininess and stuff
0: like that oh, yes
1: so and kind the
0: of, of it all yeah.
1: yeah it's kind of cool that you can kind of see that coming through mm. um so Ethan Hawke when he was when he was getting ready for this movie and stuff they had never shown him the um snuff films before he was um like doing the scene of this um so when he watches it his reaction is actually watching it and I know that it is a very
0: honest looking reaction
1: yeah and I know it sounds kind of silly because you're kind of like well he's in a movie like he knows it's not real but like, I genuinely know, remember watching it being oh, like, oh, my God, and knowing it wasn't real. Like I was even watching when it, I rewatched
0: it. Yeah. I was like, watching. it had been a long of time in between children, you're still like, oh, fuck, I forgot this happened.
1: Yeah, I was watching it last night and I was like, "Ooh!" and like I put on horror movies as comfort like we all mm-hmm. do. That's, that's why we do what we do. And I went down. I watched the first half. Then I went down for the Derry Girls um, finale, yeah. and then I came back up. And Warren was like, "Oh, do you want to watch the rest of it?" And I was like, "Oh no, it's too scary. Like, I, I can't watch the rest of this. Just go to bed." Yeah. Like it just, I I wouldn't be well. <laughs> I wouldn't be well. No. Um. So the mother finds out that they're in the house that the the family was killed in. She. Uh, rightfully so goes a bit mad and um it's just i think it's like just perfect i think it's such a good horror movie i really like ethan hawk in it i Mm -hmm. really like all the characters there's nobody that i'd be like oh oh." yeah no
0: one has like the the quintessential dick character in it no
1: and then he brings in like this like kind of i am like this professor who um like specialises in the occult,
0: mm-hmm. and he's
1: talking about girl, and even he, I was like, he's so interesting, yeah. and I think it's because I believed every character, and I yes. was like, oh, I'd love to talk to him, and I'm like, no, but Grace, he like he doesn't exist. Versions is very of
0: very real people, like
1: yes, a hundred percent. I am. It is like. Unbelievable movie um, You can probably get from The fact that one child goes missing Out of every family And we're talking about Familiar side, who is the killer mm-hmm. Um. So it's a bit of a Charles Manson kind of thing Where he's like, I didn't actually kill anyone <laughs> So
0: like, Yeah, his hands, the girl's hands are clean
1: <laughs> The girl's hands are clean Here, look, he might have influenced A few kids, but he didn't actually do anything. Yeah. Um it is a perfect movie. If you've come the sequel, back to not it. Not so much
0: though, I found. Huh? The sequel? The sequel I didn't not so
1: much, no. And I actually felt they kind of could have kept with the sequel and they they could have kept with the story in the sequel. I really thought. Now I really like it's funny. I went to the sequel. I, I kind of knew that the sequel wouldn't be as good. I don't know why. No. It's, I think but,
0: when the first one is so good.
1: Yeah. Although, like, I suppose. Like with Scream. I was just, like, yeah. I love Scream. And Scream, like, I go between the first and the second
0: one. Mm-hmm. Just That's the only one where I think the first and the second one are their two best ones.
1: They're kind of on par. And it's funny. There's a There's a template going around at the moment on Instagram with what way would you put the screams, and the amount of times I've seen Scream 2 on the bottom, I'm like, <gasps> what? Check people.
0: <laughs> how dare you? Three, four, and dare I say five?
1: I'm like, how dare you? Um, but, yeah, the, the second one, do you know why I was more interested in the second one? Have you ever seen A Knight's Tale and 40 Days and 40 Nights?
0: Bits of both.
1: Yeah, so The actress that is in that, she's just this like really stunning girl. She was kind of like something like
0: that. Yeah.
1: And she's the mom in the second one. And I kind of more watched it because I was like, oh, she's this beautiful girl from the nineties. Of course I'm gonna watch it. Mm. And it's a sinister like, and the only thing that they took from the first one really was the detective came over. Yeah. De- Deputy so so and so came,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and it it was kind of like you know in Final Destination when your man follows through like the the mortician, mm. but like he was such a cool fucking badass that you were like yeah. Only goddamn Todd yeah yeah silky tunes that mm. you're just like oh yeah he should be coming through and I was just like ah oh, no. The
0: no. part I feel that rescued sinister back from me yeah um from the silliness of scene bagul and all that was when they move and they're okay yeah and then the um the professor rings and he rings them oh oh and that's where the whole ring part then again you could say where it's yeah it's each house now is cursed forever each like each original house each new house you move into you're standing up a curse so now it's like eight houses nine houses ten houses and each house is still remaining the curse so yeah I never thought of it like that so just when you say about the ring I'd imagine that each eight house so everyone's always going to move in because they're going to want a house yeah and then it's like eight houses become 16 houses become 32 houses you know and you're just like wow eventually the will rule the world
1: yeah and there's a scene where um, there's two scenes basically where a scorpion is in the attic and then a snake is in the attic. Mm. And these are actually two forms of two of the girls forms as ah. depicted in the ancient drawings given to Alison by Professor Jones in the movie, ah. which is quite cool.
0: I'm trying to remember, oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. That's the guy who plays Professor. Oh, he's brilliant.
1: So good. And he has such, like, what you would kind of think in other movies, like an incons- insignificant kind of role. Yeah. But he's so good. It kind he, of, gives,
0: he, gives, he puts it all together for you. Oh, him, he's
1: like. so, so good. It kind of reminded me of the psychic who comes in in paranormal activity
0: mm-hmm. but it's
1: like they just elevated like I thought paranormal activity was amazing and was so good yeah but it's like they took that and just elevated it yeah and you're just like I didn't know it could get as good as it
0: got or well, that it needed to writers and yeah. um, they had more money in this and obviously they had in paranormal activity because that was more like a college main film but it's like they have such great potential And I hope that they're allowed to keep with that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, I don't know what other films they've done, um, but uh, I'd imagine that if they get to keep interference-free, keep with their ideas, or maybe it's just those two, and and in which case, they're still fantastically original ideas. Brilliant, like absolutely brilliant.
1: So yeah, I would 100% um, give that like... Two thumbs up. Oh, like, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in yours as well, for
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like I said that when I, I saw The Girl and I was a bit like, eh, But like, that's still, it it's only took away a bit from it. The, the whole premise of it still, for the love of God, is terrifying. Yeah. I'm just a bit of a less is more with that. But I mean, like, that's just, a, it's a little gripe. But still, to me, I would not watch the film.
1: Yeah, I don't think, like, whereas with The Lipstick Killer, that actually genuinely just made me go oh this went from a great movie to
0: <laughs> I, yeah know. laughed out loud when it happened Yeah, like, a real guffaw moment like what the yeah. fuck
1: yeah but I don't think Bagul is anything as bad as that like it still no. keeps the again it's very sinister because it's slow moving. he just a tilt yes and like I know it sounds stupid there's a part where he so he notices Bagul at every crime scene essentially mm-hmm. And there's a bit where he's in the the mirror, and he he Alison has it on his computer, and he's looking at something else, and then
0: the girl moves, mm. and it's
1: not even Hammy.
0: No, I I I thought at the very end when he does that little head in front of the camera thing, I'm like, oh yeah, you had to get one last in. Yeah,
1: yeah, like and that. I thought
0: was silly. I'm like, could have yeah, done without that.
1: Yeah, you're kind of like, it was so good, guys. You didn't need it, but it's also. It's almost kind of like you're going, like it's totally fine there, but it was just so good that it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would 100 percent recommend this movie if you, it, it, like, if you've seen it, watch it again. Watch yeah. it again. Like it's it's
0: such a rewatchable movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Because the premise hasn't been done again. No, it's not so really good. not not. I know they have one it's like a possession where the, there's a, a murder within the family, but not like this no and
1: just every character is great everyone's believable
0: mm. it just... it's got such great potential now that i know that the guy came up with it after having a dream after watching the ring like, yeah. I'm like oh it makes a lot of sense now it does doesn't great.
1: it yeah and like usually when you kind of go oh like with the ring, or when you kind of go, Oh, there's kind of those like s- not similarities, but you can kind of see these mirrorings between paranormal activity and stuff like that. Usually you kind of go, Oh, it's like they just tried to replicate and it was a bit tired, but mm-hmm. it like it wasn't. They just kind of it was almost like little subtle nods that I don't think you would get if you hadn't seen the other one. Yeah. Or you weren't like analyzing it as much as we would now. No, I am um, doing
0: so much background reading into it.
1: Yes, this is also on Netflix, so it's really yeah. accessible. Yeah, I am. Um, it's just brilliant. Definitely, I would 100% go back and watch it. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope the people who have, I and actually, I don't even think I gave like it's the type of movie that you could kind of know, but you're never going to be able to feel it until you watch it. Yeah 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 and the only other movie i had kind of this like actual reaction with like the sounds and stuff was black christmas when he did the phone calls and oh yeah oh god that like,
0: was also, and we're talking about the original black yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: but this that was just, yeah,
0: scary. it's
1: it's really unnerving and they put so much time and effort into the music and all this stuff but yeah it's fantastic it's beautiful it's phenomenal watch it watch it with your family but don't kill watch it with your family It'll
0: don't get good. ideas yeah 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 so I like to think though that like families in general over the last two years if you haven't already killed each other during lockdown I think you're solid you're solid yeah you're
1: so. you're you're so solid crew
0: yeah oh my god <laughs> that's solid they've been good what was it 20 21 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> my dad once said he said that's the longest fucking 21 seconds of my life uh, <laughs> oh. um, but anyway yeah um definitely these are films to watch uh as a family and just yeah. just know that like we're not you thought we were bad we have fights over dinner well we're not as bad as whatever never is bad no and there are other films obviously going into like familial you've got carrie you've got christ there's actually just so many but it's just we were obviously again trying to find ones that we haven't discussed before yeah um so yeah i'd sooner say for the sake of your your brain watch a film where it's fictitious rather than like A documentary or true crime because it is different. It's like I'll watch a horror film, no problem. But when you watch a true crime documentary, like it's different. Yeah, Chris won't watch them with me at all. He's just like, he thinks it's almost invasive.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think there are some ways that some people don't do it invasively. Like, um, I used to listen to Sword and Scale a lot, Mm -hmm. and then I just feel he didn't do it the right way. Mm. and I know there was a lot of controversy over that um but where some people I don't know but it is it kind of is it's like like can you do it the right way and stuff it's very
0: difficult mm. very. And also I feel like as if it's there are so many different ways of doing it because true crime right now is so it's the most popular thing really yeah. in like the last 10 years after they had like Netflix's opening one of their most popular startup shows, Making a Murderer, like... Um, oh, but I th-
1: I think it all started with cereal and the Adnan Syed um, case.
0: Yeah, see, I'm, I'm just like, what?
1: Oh, okay. That is actually a podcast. Definitely, if you're into true crime, definitely go back and listen to it. And if you've watched Only Murders in the Building...
0: Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, okay. Really good.
1: Watch that program, then listen to like even just the opening of the first episode of um serial because mm-hmm. they were so influenced by Sarah Koenig. It's crazy. Oh, but okay. yeah, so yeah, so we will be back next week um discussing more things higher. and um, make sure to give us a follow on because
0: you're home with an underscore in between each word. And you can listen to us on most podcast platforms. If you listen to us on Apple and Spotify, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate or review. If you don't fancy doing any of that, then you can just uh, tell a friend if you like what you hear. We would
1: super appreciate it. Aww. And we will talk to you next week, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.